On today's show, the UAW is putting the ratification of its new deal with GM on hold. Could this be the beginning of the end of Takata? And why it's a good idea to clean up those leaves under your hood. All that more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for November 9th of 2015. The new UAW labor contract is running into more speed bumps. Three weeks ago, workers at FCA rejected their contract until union leaders went back to the bargaining table and were able to sweeten the deal. Then last week, GM production workers approved their contract by a 58% margin, but the skilled trades rejected it by a 59% margin. That still gives the contract a 55% approval rating because there are so many more production workers. But the UAW put the ratification process on hold until it can figure out how to get the skilled trades people on board. Here's our AutoLine Insight. There's a new UAW president and two new vice presidents for bargaining with FCA and GM. They don't seem to be as in touch with the rank and file as their predecessors were. It's surprising to see the union leadership struggling to learn what its members want. And now Ford is next in line. That contract may face smoother sailing. For one thing, the negotiators there are old veterans. Maybe more importantly, Ford workers will get a $10,000 bonus for signing their contract. That's more than the $8,000 that GM workers got or the $4,000 that they got at FCA. In return, Ford will be able to lift the cap on entry-level workers that it can use, and that could hold down its labor costs. So now we'll have to see if those UAW veteran negotiators at Ford really have their pulse on what their membership wants. And here's another interesting insight into the UAW. While it publishes the percentages of workers who approve or reject a contract, it never publishes how many workers actually voted. And that's because a surprising number of people in the plant never bother to read the contract or take the time to vote on it. Of course, that's pretty typical of Americans. Only about half of eligible voters turn up at the polls every four years to choose their next president. Still to come, the convertible version of the Range Rover Evoque makes its official debut. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion, Dow Automotive Systems, breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles, and by Pure Michigan, leading the automotive world in intelligent connected vehicles. We run on brain power. Airbag supplier Takata is in trouble. Toyota and Honda have already said they won't use its airbag inflators that contain ammonium nitrate. And now Nissan and Mazda are joining them. The chemical is being linked to its exploding airbags, which have led to several deaths and the largest safety recall ever. Subaru and Mitsubishi are also considering dumping Takata as well. 19 million vehicles have been recalled, but it could widen because a number of automakers are still using airbags with the ammonium nitrate. Last week, NHTSA fined the company $200 million and ordered it to phase out airbags with that chemical. But this could be the end of Takata. It will be hard for the company to survive with so many big customers ditching it. Land Rover has been teasing its Evoque convertible for months, but it finally took its official bow this weekend at an art college in London. 
While it will be powered by the same gas and diesel engines as the hardtop, the convertible will be the first to get the automaker's next-generation infotainment system with a 10.2-inch touchscreen. We also learned that the fabric Z-Fold roof can retract in 18 seconds at speeds up to 30 miles per hour, and it has a 251 liters, or about 9 cubic feet, of cargo space. For those interested, the Evoke convertible goes on sale the spring of next year in 170 markets worldwide. Coming up next, why it's always a good idea to rake up your leaves. It's that fall time of year again, and in certain parts of the country, the trees are changing all sorts of pretty colors. Unfortunately, that also means piles of leaves, sticks, and pine needles accumulating in the front of people's houses. But it's not just in front of houses, it's also under the hood of their cars as well. And after my headlight lens restoration video, someone pointed out a pile under the hood of my car and said it's not a good idea to leave it that way. And you know what? That's a great tip. Let's move in a little closer, find out why. Now normally I keep the underhood of my car pretty clean. Just so happens I have a lot of trees around my house. But there's a number of reasons why it's important to keep this area clean. Underneath this cowl piece here, there's a number of drain holes so that water can't get inside of the car. That's because this is where the HVAC control unit sucks in all the air. Now if you got leaves up here, it could put extra stress on the blower motor. And on some vehicles, the cabin air filter is located under here. So if you got leaves on top of that too, you're also putting additional stress there. And if you got wet leaves and stuff like that on top of the cabin air filter, it could end up stinking on the inside of the car. Now once we get inside the car, the HVAC control unit has drain holes at the bottom of it. I'm sure during the summertime you notice that drip from your AC system, that's where it's coming from. Now if that's plugged, you could get water intrusion on the inside of the vehicle. On top of that, you could be wearing out the heater core and evaporator core prematurely. So really important to keep this area clean. All you have to do is use your hands, pick them up, toss them away, or you can even get a shop vac in here and suck it all up. But that being said, it's very important to keep this area clean. Well, with that, we wrap up today's show. Thanks for watching. Please join us again tomorrow.